we here. What's going on? All right. Can you hear me good with it, like, just like this, or? Yeah. Yeah, you sound pretty good. I don't know where you're at, but stay there. <laughs> I'm in the garage. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the Sturgeon Outdoor Podcast. It's time to sit back and enjoy. Alrighty, Taylor. Yes. We have ourselves a podcast. We have a podcast. What's the goal of our podcast? I think the goal is to get more, um, I don't know what's the word, more something with the outdoors, more. I would say with, more in touch. Yes. that That's, I was thinking of a better, like a bear word, but in touch is the right word. Um. I think it's just to get more in touch because you and I both, you know, we have different backgrounds, but, and that doesn't mean we might not find someone else who has a different background other than us. Like we, there's so many opportunities. The outdoors, the possibilities are endless um, when it comes to either. I mean, you want to look at like anything like fish wise, hunting wise, even rock wise, sports wise, exercise wise, there's everything. I, I, I really think it's just, appreciating the outdoors because I think with COVID and everything, I think that's what everybody actually has done because I mean, face it, Saturday nights you see every before COVID, you saw everybody at bars. You saw everybody doing stuff, everybody going to the gym, COVID hit. You got to figure out what you're going to do. There's gyms are closed. Bars are closed. Restaurants are closed. You're sitting there fighting people in Walmart for some chicken. Like things are, things got intense. And I think we think everybody's more appreciative and some people don't know where to go because there's things I'm beginners at, you're beginners at, but I think, um, I think, I, I think that's really what this is about. Um, yeah, and I think talking about different areas will also help that because, especially, we're talking primarily Great Lakes region. That's where we're from. That's kind of the stuff that we can do in our area that we're going to be talking about. But that doesn't mean that it's exclusive to our area because the outdoors are everywhere. You know, obviously we're not going to be talking about, oh, you know, going mountain climbing or anything like that because we just don't have that here. And that's not a hobby either of us have really gotten into. I think it's going to be a lot of understanding, hey, here's what we do. Here's the way we enjoy it. And it might bring out an idea in someone that's like, hey, I want to try that, or that sounds interesting, or that's just a different way to go about the same thing that I'm currently doing. And the way I think about it a lot is especially in fishing. Like, primarily, you're talking spinning rod, bass. That's what I'm kind of fishing for. But there's so many different types of fishing you can go out fly fishing you can go out uh magnet fishing is becoming huge and it's the same activity you're doing it in the same area and you're just doing it a completely different way and i think that we can really open up these ideas and really bring in another perspective or a different perspective or the same perspective just a different way of coming at the same perspective. If that Absolutely. makes any sense. No, no, it makes complete sense. I completely agree with you. You know, I really like that fishing analogy because there is, there's just so many different ways where you're using the same body of water. And that's not even to bring in like just boating, tubing, skiing, all these other ways in which you can enjoy this same natural resource but in just a 180-degree difference than what you currently do. No, it's um, it, it's one of those things that, even with fishing, like you said, there's so many other things you can do with everything. Like, it, it's awesome. I like it. I'm thinking what we should start with, Taylor, is a little background. I mean, you got you who, you know... 
I would say I'm a very stereotypical outdoors person. You're talking hunting, you're talking fishing, very stereotypical. Hey, here's what I do for the outdoors. Here's what, you know, I'm into hiking around. I just had the boys out the other day taking them, taking down a tree stand. And God, you're a little starting different. I'm young. Yeah, I am. I am a very different. I'm the more the sporty type. The um, I like hiking. I look at fishing. And I'd be like, wow, they have great patience. Um, I enjoy a lot of golf, which is one of the best outdoor activities ever. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the, like, there's, in my head, there's more of the hardcore outdoors people, and then the more leisurely, and I'm on that leisure side. Like, that. that's what I do. See, that's all a matter of perception. I mean as far as getting outside, going fishing, that to me is leisure. Sitting well, out there, day in, uh, it doesn't even matter if you catch anything. Just getting out there to do something. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I do, I'm kind of leisurely. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't do it as, I guess the word would say, I don't do it as much as you should. Not as you should, but as much as anybody else. But I'm, I'm out there. With the now, two little ones around, it makes us want to be out there more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You have the two and I have the three. And, you know, you can either have them sit there and play video games, be indoors, watching TV all the time, or at least get them outside thinking about, hey, using their imagination, what can they play with, you know? That's what winner's for is to be inside. When on those nice cold days, you can be inside all you want on those nice cold days. But as soon as that hits where it's not cold all the time, I'm about to hand them a shovel. Get out there. They're going to learn today. Oh, yeah. Man, building up some big old snowbanks. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> snowbanks sledding, playing in the creek over here. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Now, hang on. Did you say golf for outdoors? I, I did. I did say golf. Now, you don't think about that, do you? I mean, I think, can you elaborate? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean golf? When I think golf, I think a bunch of people just going out. Now, I've never golfed a day in my life. You're missing I, out. I always picture someone just, you know, I don't know. I guess I picture business meetings. I picture stuff like that. You know, that's what you think big wigs are doing. Is that really outdoors? Is that really I mean, enjoying the outdoors? You explained every bit of golf as you could. It is outdoors because no matter, every golf course is different. There's natural obstacles. There's man-made obstacles. But we don't care about the man-made ones, the natural ones. There's a course that I play every week that has five ponds, a ton of trees, a ton of hills. And it's probably one of the most, I don't know, not one of the most beautiful ones, but one of the most more diverse ones. Because then when you have the land, it's either really wet or really dry all in the same day. It's, I don't know. It's just something about getting getting up like Saturday morning, got up at 7 o'clock. I was at the golf course by 7.30. Ooh. 7.30. Yeah, like, me, that's for sure. Uh, dude, it was great. So I'm out there, and I was out there alone just to sit there. You hear the birds. You hear me trying to hit a golf ball, swearing at it a couple times. I mean, it's it, it's great. I saw – what did I see out there? Saw a couple deer. Um, I saw a woodchuck, but I thought it was a beaver, but it wasn't. <laughs> it, I saw it. I'm like, oh my god, that's a beaver, but it wasn't. I was kind of yeah, disappointed. Must have been a massive woodchuck. Oh, dude, this this one has not missed a meal ever. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, we'll we'll eventually get into it, and we'll go into the more because like around here. There's, what, seven golf courses within 
15 miles of us. This, we'll get we'll get into that. There's a lot of different things everywhere. Like I said, that is one of those things that I've really never even I've honestly never even tried. I can't even say I actually put forth any sort of effort to try. Oh, we're we're going to have to change that before the end of the season. Even <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, I went and played 9 holes in an hour. So for you to play 9, us to play 9 holes, it's probably going to take about 2 hours, which is fine. But <laughs> it's something you need to try, and we're gonna try it. We'll get a couple. I'm sure there'll be some Snapchats out there of us, of all us golfing. And the best part about doing golfing sometimes, I didn't do it this week, but there's times I'm in tournaments. I'm drinking by eight o'clock. Makes it even better. Drinking you some drink- beer out there. Hey, you gotta Beautiful. stay hydrated, right? You drink a little uh, water, drink a little beer. Yes. But then you forget about drinking the water, and then it's just, and then you just concentrate on the water that's in the beer. Ah, ah, you cannot beat that. That's for sure. I even got a cold one cracked right now. Dude, what what are you what are you drinking? Oh come on, we're we're in the Northeast right now. What am I drinking? Come on, something from the brothers up north. Good ah. old Labatt's. Labatt Blue. Ooh. Classic. The light or the normal one? Normal one. All right. All right. All right. Getting those extra carbs in. Need those extra carbs from you running all the time. Yeah. Honestly, that's one of those hobbies that I just kind of picked up the past month or so was uh, going on a morning run. And hey, You go at what, 5 a.m.? I leave my house about 5.20. I go run about three miles, and then I'm back by 6, which is about the perfect time because get home, take a shower, pack my lunch, and I'm at work by 7. No, that, that's awesome. That, that's... It's, one of, it's one of those things where I honestly couldn't stand running when I was younger. Like, used to play football, used to play hockey, used to throw for track. Listen, that was, you were told to run, though. You have a choice now. It's different. It's one of those things, like I said, I picked up, and I really haven't been disappointed. I mean, my times are getting a little bit better. That first, you know, first month or so sucks. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. The first month sucks, and then after that, it's actually rather nice. So every once in a while, I'll take the dog out for the run too. He's uh, he's still a little, he's a wild card, so he doesn't well, he probably, go every day. He probably I, he probably drags you. It's not really dragging per se. He's more of a he wants to run right in front of you. Yep. Which, as you know, running. You know, your stride and everything, when you have a dog, and my dog's a Great Dane, mm-hmm. and when you have a Great Dane right in front of you, and then he's not keeping up pace, he, he, he ends up getting kicked in the butt a few times, but he refuses to move off to one side or another. Absolutely <laughs> refuses. I don't know what is up with him. <laughs> he's like, Dad, look at me. I'm running with you. <gasps> Look at I'm doing great. Look at me run. It's just tails hit me in the leg. Like, come on, dude. One side or another. We know that tail hurts too. Oh man. Like they getting have hit with a sapling. They have such long, strong tails that you can feel it when you get hit by it. There's no doubt. I can feel it here. What do you mean? Like So like I said, well probably about once a week I'll take him out too. He likes mm-hmm. it. He still has He's two, so he still has a little bit of that puppy energy. Right. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so like, he... well, when you're going out, do you listen to music or do you listen to yourself heavy breathing? Oh, no, I listen to music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad. Because, like, going out that early, you can hear the birds, you can see some wildlife, but I can't run without music. Because then all I hear is, <sighs> when I'm, and it's just not, yeah, not not a thing. Like, I get it. It's super nice to run with nothing. You get to just listen to nature and everything. Oh, whoever said that's lying. <laughs> but I, I like to 
kind of have a little pace to kind of, you know, you keep up with the beat or whatever mm-hmm. with certain songs. There's Spotify's playlists where it's like so many beats per minute and you try and keep up a stride with that. And it actually keeps you, I can, tr- I can kind of determine, hey, I'm where I should be or, hey, I'm slacking today or, wow, I'm doing really good just based on how many songs play before I reach a certain point in my run. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm only running three miles, so it's not it's not anything crazy, especially having to work at seven. If I'm slacking behind, hey, yeah, got to pick up the pace a little bit. Right. Listen, that three miles is something crazy. I don't remember last time I ran a mile. I'm at that old, I'm not old age, but like my hip, you know where like the ball and socket of your hip is? No, yeah. There's some, there's something pinched up there some days, and I just can't. My whole leg is just like hurting, and I'm not going to run with that. You hear me? No, now you're back. Okay. Yeah, I didn't leave. No, <laughs> I figured you didn't, but no, all of a sudden it cut out. So, yeah. Our our wife our Wi Fi here is sketchy anyway sometimes so ah the good old Wi Fi blame it on that it it is like we have the Alexa in the kitchen and um sitting there listening to it we were cooking dinner she looked at me and said why'd you turn the music off I didn't she's like oh and then it came back on like ten, ten seconds after that like Wi Fi is just awful. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, what can you do? About to go just live out in a cabin somewhere. No Wi Fi. Have to walk five miles just to get cell, cell phone service. That's about to be a thing. Now, the wife and I actually went out to a cabin that was solar powered. So it, okay. had, it had AC. Which was nice. that's my type of cabin yeah. right <laughs> no, there. Yeah. It was nice. You, know, you got the Wi-Fi. It had the running water, all that kind of stuff. So was that, that around was, here? That was uh, probably about forty-five minutes away. That's not bad. But what was nice is you know you get to go out, and when we went out, we're probably I would say five miles from town. Right. Okay, it's a little ski town. We're probably about five miles from it. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't hear a thing. You couldn't see any lights. And we actually heard some coyotes. Okay, this is the first time the wife has ever heard some coyotes. Yeah, and let, let me tell you, she was like, we're going to go inside. We're sitting by a nice fire. <laughs> She's like, we're going to go inside. I'm like, all right. Since we got to go inside, that's fine. But there was one. It was pro- it probably had to have been, I would say, 30, maybe 40 yards away from us when it howled. <laughs> and it was like, oh. You guys almost just got there. a new dog. <laughs> a little close for comfort there. Yeah, you guys almost just got a new dog. Wasn't it? It wasn't a, every once in a while we go through that that transition around here if we have the deer and then they release what is it coyotes for the deer to control them then they release now, wolves now and then we right. just fun fact about coyotes is they breed to the population mm-hmm. so for the most part there's always the same amount of coyotes around yeah if all of a sudden a lot of hunters will go and take out a large population of coyotes in one area. They will have huge litters. So then they'll grow up and then they kind of replenish. And that happens yearly. It's actually really cool that they can do that. And for say there's oh. a, lot of, a lot of coyotes in one area, they'll have litters of like one or two to kind of account for that and balance it out. It's a good way of balancing the ecosystem, actually. Gotcha. Naturally, in this area, there's mountain lions. 
Or at least right. there was. At least there was. Obviously, you know, they got pushed up north a lot more because you can't have mountain lions chilling around people. <laughs> that and same with wolves. Wolves all got pushed up north. They're much more northern. So we just have to deal with coyotes, which out of the three, I mean, mountain lions, wolves, and coyotes. Uh, all right, we'll deal with some coyotes. That's fine. No big deal. Coyotes. <laughs> oh, cracking a cold one. You heard that, did you? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I had to freshen up. Freshen up. Oh, I'm actually drinking some mead. Some good old honey wine. Yes. It's, um, like I said, it's better than what it was when I tried it, so. It's um, that's growing on me. It's growing on you. I still have yet to try it. I'm definitely interested in trying it at some point. Yeah, there's there's still some left. I'm once life gets back to normal, I'll, I'm I'll bring it over if there's any. If not, we'll have to make a trip to Erie. We'll we'll go, we'll go right in, get it, and come out. It's expensive, but it's okay. It's all right. I mean, what is it? The normal, like a normal size of like a bottle of wine. Mm. I think I paid like 38 bucks for it. Ah. Yeah, it was, (laughs) it it was expensive. It was, um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, if it's worth it, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's, um, I see I'm not a wine person, so it hits kind of different for me. So it's, Ah. um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a wine person at all. I think um, the girlfriend in there is getting, what is she doing? She's getting wasted on some wine and doing a puzzle. That's how you know you made it. That's, um, <laughs> that's how you know you made it. Girl of your dreams, right? Girl of my dreams. You've been getting her outside doing some crazy stuff? We have. I was actually looking. At, so we, this summer has went by way too fast. It's, I mean, that was going to be one of my follow-ups. What have you done this summer? It's went by way too fast. Um, one of the main things we did all the time is my mom has a um, camp down the road about, I don't know, 10 minutes from here, but it's close. It's far enough out of town. It's nice. There's no, like, close storage. You have to go, like, 10 minutes away. Um, yeah, we go down there. Nice little outdoors. There's Wi-Fi, but, you know, when you're out there, you try not to use it. There's um, actually two creeks. Creeks, okay. would you call it? Yeah, they go on either side. Um, so he's always running in water. There's like just about where they touch. There's like a little kind of a swimming hole in that, really. Um, but it's nice because it's quiet down there, except, you know, occasional dogs barking. Um, let's see, we do that. Um, I mean, it's not really outdoors, but we went to the, went to the zoo a couple times. That was That was different. I mean... To see the caged animals, I think we actually saw a caged panther. So I mean, that's a thing. Oh, see, look, you can, next time you go, you can point it out to all the kids and be like, "Hey, that's in the backyard." <laughs> I mean, I won't lead with that, but I, I get it. I get it. Nope, no, nope, that's in the backyard. <laughs> um, let's see, what else was there? We um, gosh, went had a couple parties with you guys. Um, you know, we always have the out. bonfire going. Yep. And that's always nice. You know, that's yeah, that's right in the backyard. Went out there a couple times. Um, we did some outdoor things, but it was like more like in the city and all that. Because we went to Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Um, Honestly, sometimes even just getting out for a drive. Take the back roads. Get to go out. Just drive different terrains. See different areas. Yeah, you really can't beat that. The fun thing about the back roads is when we try to um, take it sometimes, it doesn't, the kids don't like it so much because, first of all, it's a long ride. They do not like rides in the cars. Okay. Because where are we going? Oh, we're just going for a ride. How long till we get there? How long? No, so that's that. And the other one is the little one gets sick. Ah. Gets car sick. Car sickness. Yes, he's getting better, but they went out about a week about a week ago. They came home. He was sick. About a mile from home, 
got sick. It just wasn't good. Oh, I will tell you though, we did take. Um, while I'm talking here, I'm looking. I'm looking at um, pictures from this from this summer because it's hard to remember everything. Um, we did. Her parents came to town, and we went to. We did a lot of things because they're from um, Illinois. So we went to the Audubon around here. Um, okay. That nature preserve with the ponds, the trails, us all the animals. It was great. Um, then went to um, right off, right up by Lake Erie, up to Barcelona, and that was that's always a that's a family favorite around here. Just Barcelona, to sit there. yeah, <clears throat> family favorite. Get to hear the nice waves, get to hear everything. But then the big one was going to Niagara Falls. But I just like it because you get to see, like, there was, over there, you actually got to see, like, a couple of birds, like, um, birds sitting there just eating. Like, this bird would just go down. He sat right by the edge of the falls. Had to have been, like, a shallow spot. He'd duck down, get some food, and go back up. He'd just keep doing that. We watched him. It was fantastic. But then the other side of that is a little family of, I don't even know what they were, ducks? Geese, something. They were in the water and there was babies. Yep. Um, they went over the falls. Oh no, really? Yes. Um, I have hope that they flew, but <laughs> I'm thinking at least a mom did or the whatever adult oh, bird no. was with them, and I'm I'm hoping they flew, but they were young. I, yeah, they were young. <laughs> They they were young enough to be able to follow their mom, and they weren't they weren't old enough to walk around yet. But yeah, they were young. Oh, no, yeah, that was that was the bad thing. But you know, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was it was fine. It was a great great family thing, great family thing to go to. Well, so you you know the theory of Darwinism, yeah, survival of the fittest, and going over the falls might not be. I. <laughs> I, I that just, might be a determining factor of who's going to yeah, make it. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> I will tell you at least one of them made it. That's all I'm saying. There's like six of them. I don't know. I don't know what happened <laughs> to the other five, but I, I <laughs> at least one of them made it. Yeah, it was it was it was a nice summer. I mean, being Labor Day weekend right now, it was this is the uh, I mean end of summer, but I mean we have usually have like another month of like, is it going to be 90s or is it going to be 60s? Um. Yeah, so I think another month, and then that's that's it for summer. Nice. Well, you know, I, I took the kids up to the Audubon there. We took a little walk around. And that was always fun because it's a nice, easy walk. Nice, clear trails. The kids can walk on it really easy. They got to see a bunch of animals, which they you loved. See, yeah. You see so, the big snapping turtle up there? Yeah, we saw. Oh, dude, this thing's huge. We saw a couple leatherbacks. No, no, this thing's a huge ass snapping turtle. Like you can't even, you you can. It probably takes up half your dining room table. That this thing's huge. So big. Snapping. When you get a chance, yeah. When you Did get a chance, not... go on the Audubon's Facebook page and look at it. It's not, you'll know which one it is when you see it. But I yeah. can't say we actually saw a snapping turtle. Like I said, we saw a bunch of leatherbacks, but we did not see a snapping turtle. But we took them out for a walk. You know, they really enjoy that kind of stuff. I actually took them up to the property that I have. It's about 100 acres. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you come up one end, it's a really nice, leisurely walk. If you come up from the bottom of the hill, because it is, it's on a hill, it's not so fun. (laughs) Okay. It's one of those where you can reach out, standing there, you can reach out and you can touch the ground because it's so steep. Yeah. If, if that gives you any picture of what's going on. So right. I, had to, I had to move on my tree stands. And I was, told the wife, I was like, all right, we're going to go in probably about a quarter to a half mile, but it's going to be an awful walk for about the first, you know, the first half of it is going to be awful. Then it's going to flatten out. And needless to say, she will never go on that walk again. Well, I, I got like, her once. 
I got her once, and she will never go on that walk again. I, I feel like we talked about this before, where you said it was a nice family walk is what you're trying to go for. That's, the way, I, that's the way I sold it to her. I was like, it's a good family hike. And a the good first half family it, hike. I said the first half of it is awful, but as soon as you get past the first half of it, flattens out. It's really nice. And I think... My tree stand sits on one of those plateau areas, and we had to move it probably about, I would say, 50 yards. Just wanted a little different presentation, I guess, from where it was. And that's all. That's and... all. But I think you mis- I think you misled her <laughs> big time. Like, I'm surprised she didn't leave you there. <laughs> she, she threatened to, okay? There was no doubt she threatened to. But, I mean, at that point, once we're once you're at the top, it's like, well, do you really want to go all the way back down right now, or you want to sit and hang out for a while? Well, listen, <laughs> I know all about something like that. We went to, it wasn't just summer, but in March, um, girlfriend and I went to um, the Eternal Flame Trail in Buffalo. Okay. We were not, we did not know what this entailed. We looked at I looked it up real quick. It was our birthday weekends. Our birthdays are four days apart, and we um were like, yeah, whatever. We were in down the road at Santa Hotel, about thirty minutes from here, and then we're like, yeah, let's, we're gonna go up there for the day. And okay, so we went. We got there. We're both wearing. We were both wearing sneakers. She was wearing. She wasn't wearing sneakers. We were wearing something, and they were sneakers, but not the best ones. Yep, and we—that was the worst trail <laughs> I have ever hiked in the in the winter. You go down like you're you're walking. It's like great, it's fine. We thought it'd be a nice easy trail, nice down top of the hill. Then suddenly it turns into almost not straight down, but it's more than a forty-five degree angle going down. It's like oh okay, and then there's ice. So basically, I'm just sliding down on parts of it. I just crouch down to slide with my feet. Then you get to the bottom. Then you have to walk basically the whole length you just walked already because the flame is right there. <laughs> it was icy. You have to walk in the in the water. There's no trail most of the time. It was ridiculous. We got within probably 50 yards of the flame, took a picture, said, all right, we're going back. Worst hike we've ever done. It now, was terrible. <clears throat> would you recommend it in the summertime? Um, Are we you saying that to... it was bad because it was snowy and wet and slushy, or oh, oh, it was bad because it was you had at least two or three feet of snow high on yeah. each side. It was all packed down. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely, I would definitely go back in the summertime. We we're supposed to go. It's not counted out yet, but we'll we'll see what's up. Well, if we go back, we'll let you know. It's gonna be. I'd hike. We'll there. just see what's up. I I would. It's a. It's. I think in the summer it'd be a nice hike, but. In the winter, no, not happening. If if I do go back, I'm wearing muck boots. I'm walking all the way up the river, not walking on the trail. <laughs> nothing, straight up the river. Yep. Yep, that's about how it goes. Yeah, yeah, no, no the regrets. Snow. Straight, straight through. I'd rather walk on that than the snow. For added that, protection, I might wear the waders in the muck boots and go. Uh... That's right. I got you to buy a pair of waders this year. You you did. They did. I was actually moving them today when I was doing some stuff around the house. And, um, yeah. And that's when I text you about the dock. I'm like, hey, <laughs> while I'm moving these. Oh, yeah. The joy is putting everything on the dock. Ah, yes. Putting the dock in and moving it around. Luckily, it's not too bad. No. Get your no, own little actually... fishing spot, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we're... We are supposed to do that this year, fish and stuff, but life got in the way. We're going to plan for spring on that. We're, we're Actually, gonna... speaking of fishing. Yeah. Okay. This past weekend, uh, my parents also, they own a little camp. And it's probably uh, about 20 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. And it's right along the lake and everything like that. And they actually had a fishing tournament this past weekend. For the kids. All right. For the kids. Yeah. So they go out, and I mean, it's a rainy day. You can see the rain coming down the lake, and it's like, oh. 
but they gave the kids, you know, bobbers and well, not bobbers, but they gave them worms and you know, go have fun, go fishing, and they actually had a really good turnout. There's probably fifteen or so kids that showed up, and my son, Mister Camden, five years old, won a uh, biggest fish. Really? He caught himself a bluegill, and they were going by weight, and it was about fifteen ounces. Bluegill. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, good for him. He was really, he was happy, he was excited. Both the kids actually caught a fish, so that takes out that. My son Zayden, three years old, caught a baby muskie. Okay, this is the first time I've ever seen a baby muskie. All right. Probably about two inches, maybe three inches long. Really? You're sitting there and you're like, wow. Like I said, I've never, never seen one. Is that a fish or is that bait? It was one of those ones where you catch it, (laughs) you look at it, you're like, oh, this is a little musk. You look at that, toss it back in the water, fit on a worm. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. All right. All right, big guy. Good for him. He caught his first muskie at three years old. Right. I think. Oh, oh, I actually, I actually went fishing this weekend too. Did you? No, no. I, I, okay. I didn't really go fishing per se. I helped. Okay. Um, at down at the parents' camp down there, um, the two brothers, eleven and twelve, they um, one had a fishing pole. And one had one of those magnet fishing things. So the one, the magnet with the rope and all that. I'm like, all right. Yep. So I go down there. One of them is fishing, actually, when I get there. there you have to go over this little bridge to get in there. And he's fishing at where that, like, little swimming hole is. Yeah. So I'm, what are you doing? Fishing? All right. I'm like, I'll be back over. So I go, get to the, get to the camp, campsite. And the other one's still sleeping or laying in bed. I walk in there. He's laying on his phone. I'm like, no, you're done. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like. Your stuff really. So he got his magnet fishing, took the other one with the fishing pole, and went up to a pond that's just outside of the um, the camp. Um, they're just outside of the campground area, but it's still part of the campground. I think we didn't get yelled at for being up there. So <laughs> went up there and says anything. Right? Yeah. As long as you don't <laughs> say anything, sure, let's go. So I told him. I told him. I'm like, listen, with this magnet, we may not catch anything, but. I mean, it's it's worth trying out because you never know what you can find. So, and then the other one with the fishing pole, I'm like, hey, I'm like, you know how to fish. He's like, there's no worms. Mind you, down there, all it is is dirt, is dirt roads down, like, in the campsite. He told me he couldn't find any worms. I saw at least 20 of them within 50 yards. He didn't pick any of them up. I'm like, all right, guess you'll have to dig to find some. He found one. He casted it. Into the pond. He waited a second, reeled it back in. It got caught on a bush and he uh, caught on a weed and he lost his hook. Oh. That, that lasted a whole 45 <laughs> seconds. Okay. And then the magnet phone, we caught nothing, but it was, listen, it was fun just to yeet a magnet into the water, just, just throw it. And please, listen, you never know. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you never know, know what you can find. And he, I mean, it's nothing that you can like, that's like, there's no monetary value, but you can find some cool stuff. Like, if he wants, I know where there's a fishing pole that was dropped into the lake. Maybe it'll just... hook up to the reel. <laughs> listen, Pull this magnet for me. is. I don't. I think you should just jump in for that. That was I one think... of those. Uh, that was one of those things. I was like, eh. I had the kid with me. <laughs> he lost the pole in the water, and I was like, oh man, I almost went swimming for it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the if I didn't have the kid with me, I would have I would have went swimming for it. Yeah, he um this magnet isn't that strong though. I think it's like a maybe a thirty or fifty pound magnet. Oh, nothing too so, crazy. It, it yeah, might pull yeah. something out of the mud if it's super small. If it's laying on top, it'll pull something up. But yeah, and it's gonna be the small stuff. If there's any bit of any type of tension, now nah, you're dropping it. You're you're absolutely dropping it. You ever do any like um? What they call that? Ice fishing? Ice fishing? Not so much. Um, I mean, we have the lake right beside us, obviously. Right. So I really have no good reason not to. It's just I haven't done it. Oh, I do. 
I have a good reason not to. <laughs> Falling in the lake? Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not even risking it. Yeah, I haven't even actually... You see all the huts and everything placed out all over the lake. Mm-hmm. But I just... I haven't... It's not my thing. I mean, that's not to say I won't try it at some point. But... 100% I'm not trying it. Because I fall in the lake, it's over. I'm just letting go like freaking Jack and the Titanic. <laughs> just straight just, down. Just giving up. <laughs> yep, I'm just I'm just giving up. The fact that you know, I'll be cold for days coming out of that, and I just don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, that's one of those things, like I said, I haven't actually tried to do it. I actually do have a nice fishing pole. Oh, okay, I mean, I mean that's half you're, the battle. <laughs> you're halfway there. Okay. Yeah, ice fishing, not so much my thing. Currently, I'm getting ready for bow season. Bow, yes. That's that coming up quick. This next month. So I've been That's out right. shooting the bow, getting the tree stand, you know, obviously all situated. Just pretty much practicing that. Right. That's one of those things as far as bow, bow hunting goes. You got practice, practice, practice. Because right. there is a million things, especially shooting a compound bow, that can really either make or break when the deer comes. Right. And I mean, even so much as wrong elbow placement, or if you drop your shoulder at all, if you're not prepared for a certain angle, you really could just mess up your day. So how, like, how close do you shoot them? Like, like, do you have a distance? Like, what's your, what's your target distance you go for? Like, right. optimal for you. Optimal, I would say, is within thirty-five. Okay. Obviously, I want closer the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would take a thirty-five yard shot. All right. Which is a completely different, you know, gun season. All of a sudden, you're talking. You could shoot a hundred yards and be like, "All right, that's no biggie." Right. All right, because you're shooting a rifle then, but with a bow, yeah, I want it within thirty-five. Not to say I won't. If I saw a monster at forty, I would take forty. But I won't go much past forty because I'm just not confident in that shot enough to be like, "All right." I'm going to 100% hit and kill this animal. And pretty much you don't want to shoot it and wound it and have right. it just out there suffering. You right. want to shoot clean. it, get it done. If you, take, if you release that arrow, you want a dead deer. Right. And I will not take a shot that I don't feel confident is going to kill the deer. And that's that just kind sense. of how, that's just kind of how it is. Like I said, 35 and in all day long. No problem. 40, I've practiced it. I've shot it. It's one of those things we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> you know, right. I can't, I can shoot it. I would prefer at 35 and in though. That, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. That's, yeah. So is that like your? Do you like bow season more than shotgun season? Or oh, absolutely, absolutely, all right. absolutely. First of all, you get better weather, mm-hmm. and you get the animals more natural in comparison to gun season because then all of a sudden they hear a gunshot and they're running, they're going all over. And bow season, you really get that. It's nice, quiet. It's peaceful. You could have someone, you know, say 100 yards from you, shoot and kill an animal, and you wouldn't even know they're there. Right. It's one of those, you can go out, and you're just like, all right, you're in your own little world. You kind of know where the deer should be coming from, you know, what should be happening. And it's real. it's peaceful. You can go out there. I wear just long camo pants and like a, you know, sweatshirt of some sort. Obviously, it's camo. 
and you can go out there and you're just nice. You're not freezing. It's not snowing. It might get a little windy, but it's really a peaceful time. Time to be out. See, that's that. That's I'd recommend nice. if taking anyone out. I'd recommend archery season. All right. Gun season, you know, you can go out and, like I said, it's still fun. It's still nice to get out, especially during the week because not as many people are out. Hunting is extremely weather dependent. So, you know, you're looking for the cold fronts. You're looking for moon phases. You're looking for this, that, everything else. And all of that plays into how these animals react. And it's actually really, it's a science pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you get those people who go out and, you know, they're going brown and down, which is they'll kill anything, doesn't matter what it is, they're shooting it. I like to be a little bit more particular, and I'm like, all right, I'll shoot something of this size, this caliber. All right, here's what I'm going to hunt for beginning of the season. Here's what I'm hunting for end of the season, and just kind of go from there. Right. Like, oh, today... You know, I don't have a buck tag, but I have a doe tag, so I'm going strictly doe today. Right, exactly. vice versa, you know. Right now, the area I hunt is extremely hard to get a doe tag. Extremely hard. So this year, I don't have a doe tag. But my archery tag is an either-or. So during archery season, I can take a doe or can take a buck. Okay. So beginning of the season... Like, for example, beginning of the season, I'm looking, all right, I'm looking for a buck. And then towards the end of it, where like the last week or so, I'll be like, all right, buck or doe, it doesn't matter. Just at least give you that time to really try for a buck. Because doe tend to, you'll see a lot more doe than you will mature buck. Mm-hmm. You might You might see a few you know, young bucks running around and everything like that. And that's great. They're fun to watch, but it's nice to see a nice mature deer come up to you. And this past year, I actually got one that was, you know, it was a decent sized deer, but it's one of those where it set the bar where, all right, I want one this level next year. (laughs) So you got to let those spike horns walk and you gotta let those one-year-old two-year-old deer walk and you start pushing yourself all right you know i'm going for three three plus go from there right kind of age the deer out all right yeah that's the, the closest i've ever been to been to um i don't know hunting is i almost had to throw hands with one no i can't even say that i have I have killed a. I have seen a deer ki- killed. Yeah. With it, with it, I I have within probably. I was probably within what twenty feet when it was shot. Within twenty was, feet of the person shooting, or twenty feet of the of the deer. Both. I hit the deer. Totaled my car. Oh. oh. <laughs> Cop walked up. Had to shoot it. <laughs> It was sitting there twitching, not bad shit. Yeah, this was this was not this was not a hunting story. That this <laughs> my car hunted the deer and just totaled it. It was it was terrible. The cop was like, "Where's the deer over there?" He's like, "Yeah, it was still twitching." I'm like, "Yeah, I saw you shoot it." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do what you got to do." Yeah. Oh, and it. another thing. Okay. So after that happened, no, this was a different time. So that happened, and a couple months later, I had to. Um, was that the same? No, before that, I'm sorry. A couple months before that, um, something was wrong with my car. So I had to get a ride back from um, work. I worked an hour away at that point. Right on the, or actually uh, across from Lake Erie. It was a beautiful, beautiful view every morning. My mom comes and gets me, and you'll never guess what happened. We went deer hunting again with a Ford Focus. The who won, the deer or the Ford? <laughs> Neither, because the deer was gone. It was weird. We were driving home, coming up um, Airport Hill over there, and we were going all, and it was foggy, kind of misting. All of a sudden, you heard boom, and there was just something on the windshield. I'm driving, freaking out. Oh my god! I'm like, you gotta pull over if you want to do something. 
our windshield is cracked. You can't see anything. A mirror's off on my side. So that all happened, and I get out and walk down the road. Yeah, it's, it, that deer was there. It was, it was a, it's actually a little, like, it was a doe. I don't, it was a smaller doe. I actually totaled the, the focus, too. Totaled it. And I went to go touch the, get back in, and because we, we at that point, you have to wait for a, for anything to even happen, you have to wait for a police report. You have to get the thing for the insurance. And I went to go get back in the car. There was deer. There's like the fur and blood all over that door handle. I'm like, I'm not touching that. I don't got nothing here. I'm not touching that. So I actually had been hunting, but I use 3,000 pound vehicles instead of a nice bow or a gun. So I think mine takes more skill. That's all I'm saying. More skill. Yeah. It's a controlled hit. Well, when you listen, when I told, when I had mine, just mine, and I was the only one in the car, there's nothing you could do. It was a winter day. I did, I did hit the brakes, slam on them, but it was icy. I just went. That deer rolled and rolled and rolled. It almost hit a car coming at us, too. Imagine just me hitting a deer and it hits another car. Like, (laughs) total both of you guys' car. Right. (laughs) <laughs> like playing freaking volleyball with a deer carcass. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really all I've all I've done this that's point it, in the year. Deer? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I actually have the last little bits of my deer from last year still in the freezer. Did you? Well, there's still a little bit left. I think I got one roast left and a couple of steaks, but man, honestly, I think that the only reason my wife lets me go hunting is to cut back on the grocery bill. <laughs> for because well, let me well, tell you it is one of those things where you, you're gone more or less every weekend and you go out in the woods and normally there's no cell service if there is it's spotty at best and she doesn't really enjoy being home with three kids all by herself but i don't I, understand why but okay i think it is the fact that it cuts down so much on the grocery bill that she's just like, okay, go ahead, do it. I mean, I I would agree with that. We um, unfortunately, I may have to do some eventually get into something like that, but then I have to change the way we eat around here because I think the girlfriend's the opposite way. She'd rather spend more than eat that. So, oh really? So she yeah. you don't think she would try it? Ah, uh, she might try it, but knowing it's. Knowing it's Bambi's mom, I don't know. It's well, you don't explain it to her that way. Oh no, oh no, it's it's the same way as explaining the panther. You just gotta just come out and say it. <laughs> like just come out and say it. Hey, it's better than being like, yeah, that was Bambi. Any any true hunter, I don't care. At some point in your life, you've been there, thinking you're shooting a doe, and come to find out you shot Bambi. Okay. Everyone has been there. It's one of those things where it just happens. You don't intend to. You don't purposely seek it out. You don't try it. But it it happens. Yeah, that's... I've been there. I've done it. Like I said, if you're around hunting, especially, you know, when you're younger and more trigger finger happy... It's one of those things. It's it's bound to happen. Yeah, I could see that. I could, but yeah. Like, like I say, you think it's a doe. Next thing you know, you go up to gut it, and you're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> well, well, I think I think the thing is, people are more weary about that because, like, listen, you can drive past a you can drive past a farm, see some cows, cows. All right, pigs, same thing. They'll, you can eat there. Nobody's gonna go around and not eat burgers or eat bacon, ham, and steak, ribs, anything like that. Everybody's always gonna eat that. But as soon as you say deer, everybody hates it. I would never do it. But what's the difference? There's not a difference there. If anything, it's better. Right. Hey, you. Nothing is going to any kind of factory. No harsh treatment. You're just going out there. Deer's not even hanging upside down. It's walking. Yeah. It's not. There's no chemicals added into it. There's no pesticides in the food that it eats. It's 100% a natural animal. And honestly, venison, 
is fantastic for you. It is. Absolutely. It's very it has, lean. Oh, no fat on it whatsoever. It's one of those things. If people are like, oh, it's a gamey taste. Well, it's really not. It's not a gamey taste. It's it just depends on different. how you cook it, too. All it is, it's just different. It's a different taste. It's not beef. It's not pig. It's not chicken. And I think that people try to associate everything with those three animals because that's what they're most accustomed to. Yes. And once you bring in something that's not that, you know, it's one of those, well, how can you do that? How can you take this animal's life? Well, you had to do it to have your steak. You had to do it to have your burger. You had to do it to have your chicken. You had to do it to have your pork. It's one of those I'm, things where the only difference is, is I know exactly where the animal came from. I can bring you to the habitat in which it was eating, and I can physically see, hey, this deer ate a ton of acorns, or this deer ate a ton of alfalfa, or this deer ate a ton of whatever it is. And you can sit there and you can be like, here's where it was. You know, here's how I got it. And I took a part of the process where it's not this huge manufacturing plant. You, you did. And I think, like I said, and do you do, do you cut your own, do you, you cut your own meat or you have sent it, send it somewhere? Oh, I cut it myself. You cut it? Well, I will tell you the one, the best, one of the best steaks I've ever had. Okay. You probably know where I'm going with this is the night before your wedding. Okay. Those steaks were phenomenally made. Deer I meat. A venison steak. All that, that was a deer that I got. I cut up, you know, I butchered it myself. And throw them on the grill. Ah, like, you can't beat it. No. It didn't taste gamey. It didn't taste nothing. And then, you know, I realized we had one or two drinks that night. So I had to try it the next day. I did try it, and it was still good. No, oh, yeah, it's great. That <laughs> was, as you know, under the influence, everything tastes good. Everything. So I'm like, all right, let's try this. And it was great. It's one of those things, though. It's not beef. It's not chicken. No. It's not pork. And you got to like, go in, and you got to know that. You got to be like, all right, it is not this. It is something completely different. It has its own unique taste. But it's not bad taste. It's different, well, but it's not bad. Same thing with like chicken and duck. Like people are okay with eating chickens, but as soon as you say duck, ew, that's gross. I enjoy duck. Duck is too. delicious. Like, I like duck. Yes. I'm a big duck fan. Duck pheasant. Pheasant is another one. Pheasant's really good. I don't know if you know what pheasant is, but it's a bird. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what a pheasant is, but I've never had it. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've never had that. That's one of those ones. That's actually a fun, fun way to go hunting as well because you can go hunting for pheasant and you take a dog out. And normally you take out either a lab or a um, beagle or some sort of hound, something that uses his nose a lot more Yeah. than, per se, my great Dane. My great Dane is a... He's more of a visual dog. He's not a, a sniffer. But you take He's out a nice not sniffer. a sniffer. That's great. But anyway, go I, you take out a dog that uses its nose, and they'll go in a field, and they'll start bombing around. They'll find it. Next thing you know, you see birds flying up, and you get to shoot them just right out of the sky. They drop down, and depending on how your dog's trained, either you go pick it up or the dog does. Once again, that's a it's a great cut of meat. Good, all natural. It just costs you the amount. Just costs you a little bit of time. Pretty much a great afternoon, morning. Whenever you're going out, you can cut it all up. Cook it for dinner that night. See, that'd be, that'd be delicious. About to hire you as my personal grocery getter. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't going to the store, though. Figure nope. it out. Going out hunting. Yes, figure it out. Go take a hunter safety course, and you can do it yourself. Yeah, well, the, the, the I will eventually, I think, but kind of get a couple guns again. But before that, I got to get a safe and 
because you got the little ones around and I don't want them knowing about it and all that. And even if they do, I'd rather know it's just a big box there. Yep. Yeah, just something not to not to mess around with. Hey, you know, be safe. You know, that's one of the things you got to teach kids, obviously, not to play around that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, so just going to wait a little bit on that. Not too long, but wait a little bit. Got a couple things, other things planned. But, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're eventually going to make that happen. I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do for, um, for the winter time coming up, though. So that'll be, I'm sure we'll talk about that eventually. But, yeah, winter time is going to, it's going to be nice this year, I think. I think we're going to get a hell of a winter, but that's a good thing, too. So. Oh, absolutely. We've been long overdue for it. Yeah, and I, I'm completely okay with it. Oh, yeah. Completely. Like, I drive I drive five minutes to work, so, like, whatever winter is, it's, that's fine to me. I don't care. Well, I think it's about that time. All right, buddy. Got an hour in. Great first episode. Thank you for being on. Absolutely. We will um we'll talk again. Same time. Same time. Sounds good to me. All right, we'll All talk righty. soon. Talk soon. Sturgeon Outdoors signing off. See ya. See ya.